This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This is the Primal Podcast. At Primal, hunting is more than just a hobby. It's a way of life. And whether you're an expert or just getting started, Primal can help make you a better hunter. Now, here's your host, Mike Avery. Welcome once again to another edition of the Primal Podcast. This is a project I am very excited about. I have worked with the people behind primal tree stands for a lot of years in a lot of different capacities, even some different companies. And the fact now that we're able to work with primal on a primal podcast, and we're in the early stages of this podcast, again, very, very exciting. One of the challenges we have in a new podcast like this is finding the right people to talk with people who have an interesting story to tell people who can reach a large audience and help us get the word out about Primal. And when I was talking with the folks at Primal about who we should have this time around, they said, we want Allie Butler. She is our person this time around. And she's with us now on the phone line to record this podcast. Allie Butler, welcome to the Primal Podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Listen, tell me a little bit about you. You're all over social media, but but who are you? How did you get to where you are? Yep. Uh, so I started hunting with my dad when I was very young because my parents divorced. So I didn't really have a choice. My dad would just throw me on his shoulders and go check trap lines and um, take me with him hunting anytime he went. So I was pretty pretty much introduced to the outdoors at a very early age, and it kind of just grew my passion for the outdoors kind of just grew from there. I can tell from your accent, you're not a Northern girl. <laughs> nope. I'm from Kentucky. You grew up in the outdoors, hunting and fishing. How did you get to where you are now though? 
So in 2015, I was hunting alone on our property, our family ground here in Kentucky, and I shot my first Boone and Crockett buck, and it kind of just got posted all over the internet and kind of blew up my social media. And from there, you know, I got a few sponsors, not, not a ton, but like people reaching out to me, just seeing that I obviously hunt on my own, you know, free, free chase whitetail. So that's, it was a pretty big deal then for a female to like be out there on her own hunting. So I I guess they made a big deal out of it back then. And then, um, fast forward, I guess it's been seven years now. Um, I'm still doing the same thing, still loving every minute of being outdoors, just posting my journey and sharing it with others. That's pretty much all it is. It's pretty simple. <laughs> well, you, you said something here that really gets my attention. You said my first Boone and Crockett buck. Have there been yeah. others? Uh, no, there have not been. There has <laughs> not been others. I've actually, um, I took up bow hunting. And that's, that's been my focus, but I do have three Pope and Youngs now. So, wow, Allie, that's incredible. I mean, a Booner, three Pope and Youngs, what, what do you attribute this to? Are you that good of a hunter? Do you have access to great property? What's the story here? Oh, I just give my dad all the credit. (laughs) Just, um, he does have some pretty good property. I mean, I mean, awesome property. Don't get me wrong. It's just not a ton of property. So we have neighbors, they all hunt, of course, so it is kind of a challenge, you know, getting getting the bucks that you're after before they do. Um, I've, I've had my heart broke my fair share of times, so. Well, that's, uh, that's part, part of it. That's part, I was yeah. going to say that's part of the appeal, isn't it? Yes, yes. yes, it is. Yeah, it's part of it. I, yes. I like the challenge, though, so um, being out there, you know, with a bow and arrow before all the gun hunters come out, that gives me a little bit of an advantage, but. Um, yeah, I really just, I enjoy it either way. Well, Both. Allie, get, getting out there early may give you an advantage, but again, going back to that bow in your hand, I think that takes yes. away any advantage you might've had. Right. True. <laughs> that is true. This is the Primal Podcast. If you would like to learn more about Primal Tree Stands, their ground blinds, the accessories, check out the website primaltreestands.com. That's primaltreestands.com. We are talking with Allie Butler. Allie is a hunter a podcaster, a social media influencer. You can learn more about her on the website, AllieMButler.com. She's on Instagram as Allie Butler. She's all over online. Allie Butler, uh, AllieMButler.com. So Allie, let's talk about what's going on this time of year. Obviously, you're not hunting right now. What are you doing? Uh, Shed hunting, getting ready for turkey season. What's on your mind right now? Yeah, uh, we've been out shed hunting this past week. Um, We've had some really cool weather, so haven't got to get out as much as I'd like to, but um definitely gearing up for turkey season uh, and I'm ready. I'm counting down the days. So looking forward to that for sure. Give me some shed hunting tips here where I am in Michigan. It's really tough. We don't have, oh, the population they do of big bucks in some of the Western states and they're in Kentucky. You guys are a sleeper state too, aren't you? Yes, we are. So where do I look for sheds? Where do I start? Yeah. Uh, so any, anywhere there's deer sign, you know, of course I would get on a good deer trail and just follow it. Um, a lot of times we'll jump over fences here in Kentucky and, you know, 
lose them there uh, anywhere. So I walk the fence line, walk the trails, anywhere there's bedding. Um, of course, I use the I use an app that helps me track every year. So I'll mark where the good bedding areas are and go there and check first. Um, anywhere near water, if there's a pond or um, I'm not sure how much rain you guys get or how how much water you guys have i think that you all have a lot more than us so well in this time um, of year it's pretty much snow. yeah <laughs> yeah so they might that might be different for you guys i go out to kansas as well and of course there's a lot of open fields so we'll we'll just get on like a side by side or something and you know drive around which makes it 10 times easier than kentucky because we have hills and hollers and we're walk in a lot of woods you know and there's there's leaves they're tucked under them and um it's just it's more of a challenge here in kentucky than it is out west for sure but um i still like to do it i get out with the whole family with my dad and boyfriend brothers and sisters we just kind of make it a family day take lunch and make a picnic wow, that sounds like a lot of fun i'm curious what's that yeah. app is onyx or what Yep, it's Onyx. I I didn't know if I should mention that or not. But no, yeah, no, no, is. no. That's fine. That's fine. It tell tell me about that. That's that's really quite a tool, isn't it? Yes, I love Onyx for so many things. Um, you can actually um, mark where you have walked, so you know if you've checked an area or not within the last you know week or so. Um, usually, we don't even start shed hunting until March first, just because we don't want to bump any of the bigger deer out, but. We do have trail cameras that we watch like every day. So um, we noticed a lot of our bigger bucks have already shed. So we, in this area, at least where we've been going. And um, so we're trying to find them, but we still haven't had any luck. So I don't know. I don't know where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, that's Here's... part of the challenge. But that's an interesting, you make an interesting observation. I am approaching things from my perception, my perspective up here in the North Country, where our rut is in mid-December and the bucks drop early. I mean, your rut is much later in the year. So your bucks are going to drop, as you say, not until late February, early March. Right. That is correct. Hmm. Yeah, what... it, it... It makes it, it's different everywhere. And it's hard to be like, oh, well, shed hunting's easy. Well, it can be. I mean, <laughs> if you have open fields and just drive around and find them, you know, like I, I love, don't get me wrong, I love that too. But in Kentucky, it's just way more of a challenge. Yeah, but, it, it's starting to sound more like it is here in Michigan. You know, if you find a big shed, that's great. And boy, the, 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 the opportunity to find like the Holy Grail, a matched set. Most, most Michigan shed hunters will never find that matched set. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's hard to do. If you, if you're finding a match set where there's not just open fields, then you're doing something. <laughs> <laughs> but as you say, we do have turkey hunting to look forward to. And you yes. are a turkey hunter, aren't you? Oh, yes. Yes. I love my turkey hunting. Why? Tell me about it. Oh, I, I just love the rush that you get. You know, it's completely different from deer season. You know, you just sit there in a stand and you just wait for that target buck. Whereas turkey hunting, you know, you're not after a certain turkey. You just get out there. You can go by yourself. Some days I feel like going by myself. Some days, you know, you can take a friend with you, a cameraman, whatever you feel like. And it can be a more sociable uh, type of hunting, you know, running and gunning. I like, I like that style of turkey hunting, but I also like to just sit there and just soak it all in and, um, definitely being able to call one in is 
there's just no better rush in my opinion. I mean, it's just, it's just pretty cool to hear them talk back to you and then get closer to you. Sometimes they go the other way with a hen, you know, and you get all upset, but then it's just all part of it. It's all part of the fun. Yeah, I love the way you describe this. Tur- turkey hunting to me is what you make of it. It can be run and gun. It can be it can right. be like deer hunting. Like I love, I love to set up with a bow in one oh, of yes. those primal Wraith 270s oh, yes. or that new breeze blind. Absolutely. And just and just wait them out and talk to them. Boy, it's addicting, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. Absolutely. What about okay, so Let's let's use this scenario. We've got a couple different scenarios. We got a run and gun, but then we've got a setup in a blind, like that Wraith 270 or, or the uh, Breeze. Decoy setup. Do you put decoys in front of you? Uh sometimes, yeah. If I were to set in a blind, yeah, I would I would prefer decoys. Um, usually just a hen by itself, or I'll put a hen with a Jake behind it or close by just depends on how they're acting sometimes they're a little decoy shy here so later in season i'll just just call and not use the decoys and what about calling how much do you call how often how long how loud that's a that's an art form in itself yes it is it is and i'm i'm still learning each and every day and i've been turkey hunting for a while now but uh you know, and, and every turkey is different. You know, some of them, they'll go the other way and not talk to you at all. Or some of them will sneak up and not talk to you at all. And then there's others that are every step they're gobbling. And, you know, if, if they're doing that, I'm going to keep calling. But if it looks like, you know, if I can see the turkey and it's going the other way, you know, I'm just going to stop calling, you know, just hope for the best. And then maybe another one will come. I mean, it's it's all different. I mean, you got you got to pretty much base it on what how they're acting and what they're doing i think that's a great observation watch the birds learn from the birds and let them tell you what they want on any particular day and it could change from day to day and from bird to bird right right that is that's absolutely true are you a gun hunter or or a bow hunter primarily i know you mentioned you love to bow hunt for for whitetails what about for turkeys for turkeys um I have been trying to kill one with a bow. I have not been successful. Um, I'm not going to say I take my bow every time. There's just no better feeling than taking a shotgun and just, I don't know. I like to travel to a few different states and hunt turkeys. So I like to just take my gun and, um, you know, if I'm feeling like taking a bow one day or something, I do, but uh, mainly gun hunting. Well, tell me about that. You're going from state to state. I find this fascinating. Where do you go and, and, and what is that experience like? Yeah, it, it's it's awesome because, you know, turkey hunting in, down in Florida, it starts in March and that's super early. Ours, ours here in Kentucky doesn't start until, oh goodness, I think the middle at least I think it's the 16th or 17th of April for us this year. So that's, you know, that's a month, month and a half difference. So I like to start as early as I can because I, you know, I, I want to go out there. I want to get out there and do it as soon as I can. And so I'll go down and start in the south and I kind of work my way up. Um, I go out to Kansas sometimes. I've been out to Nebraska. Texas is another favorite state of mine. And then I'm actually hunting Illinois this year. So that's a new state for me, but we'll, we'll see. And, you know, every state's different. You actually have to get drawn in Illinois, which really surprises me. But um, 
I don't know. I'm, I've got my, let's see, I have my Grand Slam and then I have my Gould's turkey. I went down to Mexico and got that bird and it, it was pretty epic, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd go down there right now or not, but I'd love oh, to yeah. go back. So you've got your Grand Slam. Yes. Yes, I did. Wow. I had got it a couple years ago. So that is, let's see, that's the Rio, that is the Miriam, that is the Eastern, what else is in there? Osceola. Osceola, and that's the Florida bird. Yeah, mm-hmm. Southern Florida, yeah. And do, do those birds, those different types of turkeys, do they act differently? Do you hunt them di- differently? Or is it basically you're just hunting birds in a different location? say just in a different location i mean yeah you have some i feel like rios are the easiest bird and that's just my opinion you know i know people that are like that that was the hardest bird i ever hunted so it it really just comes down again to the bird itself like how they how they're acting and you know what you know what they have with them but they are there are a lot more rios i feel like than there are easterns that's just my opinion again i'm not sure um, but where I've hunted, you know, I've seen like 50, 50 to a hundred Rios come in at once, you know, hens. And then here in Kentucky, they're all like, I mean, there's maybe a 10 or 15 come in. So that's, I mean, that kind of shows you the difference. So yeah, it's going to be easier if there's more birds in my opinion. That's just in my experience too. So, well, Allie, I listen, I've got to, I've got to respect your opinion because you have a grand slam and I don't. So I'm going to listen to what you're saying. That's for <laughs> <Right>. sure. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it, again, it just comes down to the bird, I think, and how they're acting. This is the Primal Podcast. If you would like to learn more about Primal Tree Stands, Primal Ground Blinds, and their accessories, check out the website, primaltreestands.com. That's primaltreestands.com. We're talking with Allie Butler. You know Allie. She's all over social media. You can find her on our website, allieandbutler.com. But we have to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Do you want to save money on great hunting gear? Head to the Primal Tree Stands website and use my promo code Avery. You know I love that Primal Wraith 270 see-through ground blind, and their new Breeze blind is a great option too. For tree stand hunters, check out the snap sticks, rip rails, or grip stick climbing sticks. And to make your time in the stand as safe as possible, take a look at the descender. That slowly lowers you to the ground in case of a fall. All of these products and more are available on Primal Tree Stands. Just use the promo code Avery at checkout and get a great discount, including my favorite, the Wraith See-Through Blind for less than $200. That's right, one of the most popular see-through ground blinds on the market at a price you can't beat anywhere. Again, go to PrimalTreeStands.com and use the promo code Avery to get big discounts on everything on the website, including that Wraith Ground Blind for less than $200. Welcome back to the Primal Podcast. My name is Mike Avery, talking with Allie Butler. Before the break, Allie, we were talking about your turkey hunting adventures. And and like you, I am so excited for the upcoming turkey season. But I want to talk about a little different side of Allie Butler. Let's talk about the social media influencer. Now, I come from the world of broadcasting. I've been a a broadcaster for more than 40 years. And I, I have a certain perspective 
I look at you folks coming up, the younger people, the way you have capitalized and taken advantage of social media, and I am absolutely in awe of what you've done. What's the key? What's the secret for reaching so many people? Um, the key. Hmm, let me think about that one. I honestly, I don't know if there's a key or not. I just honestly get out there and do what I do. You know, I kind of take, I kind of do, I do what I've always done and I take pictures and post it for the world, I guess, to see. But, um, yeah, I don't know that there's a secret. It's just being consistent, maybe. Um, I do try to post, you know, three to five times a week. Sometimes it's a little less. Sometimes it's a little more, um, whether it's just on my story or an actual post. Um, I just try to be consistent. I feel like consistency is key with a lot of things in life. So just well, following I, I, through I, with that. I, I can't argue with you there. But but again, I mean, I, I look at the size of your, of your audience and your followers and and, you know, not everybody can do that. I mean, just just posting isn't going to do it. Is it is it quality? Um, is it is it the 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 content? I mean, help me out here, because honestly, Allie, I'm trying to learn from you. Yeah, honestly, I feel like sticking to a niche. I mean, I do have two separate pages. You know, I have my outdoor page, which I try to keep strictly outdoor. I mean, every now and then I'll throw something in there, but, um, and then I'll have my personal, which is more family oriented. Like, you know, if we're out doing something that isn't outdoorsy, um, you know, I'll post it on there. I try to keep, you know, my personal life and just being outdoors a little bit separated. You know, of course, if if I'm outdoors with my family or something, I'll post it on there. But, um, other than that, keeping them separate and being consistent. Keeping them separate, but as a social media influencer, you really, I mean, honestly, you you don't have a personal life anymore, do you? A private uh, life. I do to an extent. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's pretty, everything pretty much is out there, um, which is the downfall to what I do, I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to follow up on that. Um, you know, with the good comes bad with your Absolutely. with your reach, with your influence. But also, Allie, I mean, comes the criticism, right? And there's 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 nowhere more uh, vicious, maybe sometimes even than social media. Absolutely. Yep. It can be. It can. You know, you ha- pretty much have to have thick skin to be on social media and you got to keep going, you know, no matter what people say or how they act, you know, they're, they're just know that they're trying to bring you down. And, you know, that's, that's pretty much at the end of the day, they're just either jealous or they don't agree with, you know, a female hunt, whether it's a female hunting or, you know, I've, I've heard it all. I've literally heard it all. So, um, you know, I've, I've learned to just keep on going, keep doing my thing. Don't let nobody change who I am. And just I have way thicker skin now than when I first started. That's for sure. <laughs> Do you feel like a role model? Are you a role model? I wouldn't consider myself a role model. I mean, again, I'm just I just like to post my journey for those. I mean, yes, I I do know a lot of younger uh, 
girls will follow me and they do, you know, I know some that personally look up to me. So that makes me feel honored for sure. But I don't know that I'd be, I don't know. I guess I'm just humble when it comes to that. <laughs> but, um, well, let, let me, let me make an observation again from mm-hmm. the outside as an old guy, right? The, the world that I grew up in, the hunting and fishing world, unfortunately was primarily male oriented. And so when I see younger females coming up and promoting the outdoors, I like it. I think it's a positive thing. So I'm personally, I'm glad to see it. Well, thank you. Yep. Yes. uh, Unfortunately, everybody has a different opinion on it. So it, it is hard um, being in a male dominant, you know, industry, but you know, you just kind of look past that and just keep doing what you truly love to do. And I feel like as long as you're doing what you love and, staying true to who you are, then that is key. And I think part of it's being genuine. I mean, you, you, you are genuine. You grew up in the outdoors and, and some people who are trying to exploit their positions, maybe don't have the qualifications in the background that you do. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. There are some females that are obviously in it for the wrong reasons. I mean, whether they're showing too much skin or, you know, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's very obvious who's in it for the right reasons and who isn't. And, um, no matter what industry we're in, unfortunately we have those kind of people. Um, and it sucks, but you just have to, I feel like a lot of people can look back, like they know whether they're in it for the right reasons or not. And I I think a part of long-term success is partnering with the right people, the right companies. You have partnered up with Primal. I am so excited myself to be working with Primal. How did you make that connection? Yeah, for sure. Um, They they actually reached out to me through social media. So I was, of course, I I jumped on that. You know, I've, I've loved the brand. And since then, I've helped work the trade shows with them. And they're just really good, down-to-earth people. You know, I've met them. And, you know, mainly you just want to work with people that first off, you want to work with a company that you believe in, you, you, you believe in their product. And secondly, you want to make a long-term commitment. You don't want to just work for anybody that comes at you, you know, you want to make sure they treat you like family and, you know, they have good communication and it just needs to be all around good partnership. Well, Allie, I think you, I think you've nailed it <laughs> yes. from, from a guy who's been around the industry for a long time. I, I, I think you have a very good perspective on this, and I can see why the folks at Primal have partnered up with you. And I appreciate you joining us on this edition of the Primal Podcast. Thanks for having me. We will be following you, Allie. We'll be following you on your website, AllieAndButler.com, and on your Instagram and all your other social media feeds. And I will wish you a wonderful, I wish you a wonderful turkey hunting season. And uh, I'm sure our paths will cross again down the road. I hope so. Thank you. And good luck this turkey season as well, if you go. I appreciate that. And I will certainly be going, and I will be sitting in one of those Wraith 270 blinds. You can count on that. That'll wrap up this edition of the Primal Podcast. Again, if you would like to learn more, check out the website, primaltreestands.com, primaltreestands.com. And if you want to learn more about Allie Butler, you can find her on our website, alliembutler.com, and all over social media. My name is Mike Avery, and I will talk with you next time right here on the Primal Podcast. Primal Podcast.